Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show you should watch for any news about anything. Although we do specialize in sci-fi and fantasy TV and movies, so it seems a little narrow of you, but I still appreciate you being so devoted to us. I am Dan Selke of winterscoming.net. Sometimes I forget whether it's .com or .net, but it's .net. <laughs> How long has it been, Dan? Come on. It's been a while. I wish it were .com. No, I shouldn't have said that. And I am here with... <laughs> Mia Johnson, co-editor over on winterscoming.net and Dork Side of the Force. And you all are delightful um, people who just love TV, such as Stephanie and Chloe and Nicole and Julie and Martha. Hey, all. How you doing? And... Um, let me ask, today is a bit of a comp for the storm day. I feel like we're right on the cusp of fall TV season and there's all these big things coming up. <laughs> yeah. Like TV and movies both. Like we got The Wheel of Time. We have Doctor Who. We have um, Hawkeye. We have The Expanse. And then the movies, we got like Dune. We got Eternals. Lots of stuff coming up. But they're just about ready to drop it all on us. Yeah, it's weird because there's like there's stuff that started in September or like all, like what we do in the shadows. That's like almost over. It is, yes. Um, so there's people who got a start on the September rush, and now it's kind of like okay, okay, and now we wait for November and holiday season. It's quiet. Oh my goodness, too quiet. But no, it's not because there is a lot of news going on, and we're oh, going to yeah. talk about it right now. For example, this past weekend, Mia, do you know um there the, the, there was a comic convention. Which were these things that used to happen in the before time? People got together, dressed up in silly outfits, <laughs> and um, looked at celebrities on panels talking about what kind of shows were going to come. And as always, the New York Comic Con, they revealed some cool stuff. I thought we'd go hit some of the highlights. Yeah. And as usual, you tell me how excited you are, and you tell me how excited you are about these things. Okay. Brief teaser for Doctor Who season 13, the final Doctor Who season with Jodie Whittaker. In the main role and Chris Chibnall <laughs> behind the camera. Mia, yeah. are you excited for this swan song for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor? Yeah, um, I am. I would say it's one of the more Chloe, things I'm... Uh, that question, Chloe, we'll get to it in one second. Sorry, okay. Yeah, it's one of the shows I'm definitely more excited for. I'm definitely a big Doctor Who fan. I've kind of come back on board because of Jodie Whittaker's kind of like refreshing to at least see a female um, actress in the lead. Um but so, yeah, they did something really interesting this past week leading up to their Comic Con reveal, which was um, I was like monitoring the site. I was monitoring oh. Winter is Coming all Friday and it happened to be one of the days for New York Comic Con. And uh, I just noticed the Doctor Who account all on social media just went dark. Like they're tw- like <laughs> I literally saw I they saw had two tweets and then all of a sudden there was nothing like the Twitter account was gone. Instagram account was gone. And Facebook was gone. So it's like, what the heck is going on? I was like, okay, I feel like this is building up to some announcement. And so I think, I don't know if they were down for two days, but they didn't come back for two. They haven't tweeted for four, two days. And then they finally announced long story short, that season 13 is coming October 31st in this month. Halloween. So, 
Yeah, so that was pretty exciting. And again, it's the shorter season, um, only a handful of episodes, probably six, no more than eight. Um, and it's called Doctor Who Flux. So it even has like its own title. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> that's coming to me. Actually, that's, that, to, <laughs> that to me makes it, I know you, you, you just noticed that. Yeah. That makes it approachable. Julie says we coordinated today, which I guess we did a little bit. We're, we're just on the same wavelength now. It's just okay. been so long. Okay, well, here's a question for the group. Would you call this wine, burgundy, or maroon? I usually go with maroon, but leave it up to you. Poll in the description. Okay. Um, we also have... Oh, and um, Chloe, good question. Do you think the prequel to Game of Thrones will be, will be as good as Game of Thrones? I mean, the short answer is there's no way to know. I think, uh, based on what we've seen, they're definitely going all out. Like, if it's not as good, it won't be for like I'm trying. Like, they are definitely trying to make this an event as good as anything else. Burgundy, really? I think of it as maroon. I'll go to the dictionary after this. Burgundy, another vote for burgundy? All right, well, you know, Mia, what do you think? I feel like I go to burgundy more. I might have called well, this... Well, fine. I, I might have specifically so called this wine, and it's funny because I changed out of a blue, uh, blue knit shirt just to wear this because I was feeling a little retro today. I'm like, I'm going to do the retro bell sleeves and put on this burgundy wine, maroon, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Chloe's in the wine camp. <laughs> I'll go look at a color dictionary later and figure <laughs> it out. Anyway, um, <laughs> Cabernet, says Stephanie. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Merlot. Um, all right. Also, the first teaser for Outlander season six dropped. Mm-hmm. Revolutionary War is coming. These uh, time traveling true loves are going to be facing the Revolutionary War together. And will their love survive um, <laughs> both the difference of cultures from the 20th century and the, oh no, 18th. <laughs> right. I know what happened. Um, and will it survive war? Mia, Ooh. have you ever interested in watching Outlander? Um, I know it's so, so popular. It's not... Anything that I think I'm going to start catching up on anytime soon. Um, I'm looking at some of the footage now. Like, it looks good. I've heard people talk about it over and over and over. I was was, um, in a meeting in college, I think long ago, with one of my, like, bosses and one of my, like, student co-workers. I hate when you remind me that you're young. Well, this this was still some years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just remember them specifically talking about Outlander, and I was just kind of like, you know, like a tennis match, listening to them talk about how much they loved it and how much they loved the books and, like, the differences between the books and da 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 So, all that to say, yeah, I know there's a huge, huge fan base, and I hope everyone's excited, but I don't think I will be catching up anytime soon. Yeah, Nicole loves it. Julie loves it. We have some Outlander fans at Wick, and we will bring them on to talk about it in detail when oh, it comes yeah. up. Because we're not expert in it. But yes, um, it looks cool. I mean, you think it's the kind of thing that I might get into because, I mean, I like time travel and I like history. Yeah. Um, I got to check it out. And yeah. I'm glad you guys are excited for it. And we Stephanie. will bring in Stephanie, Mia, you, you got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie, why Mia specifically? I'm curious. I mean, and I as- love romance too and all that. It like, it does seem like something I would like. I think if it were condensed into a movie or like a trilogy like Twilight. Maybe. But yeah, six seasons for me is a lot to commit to. <laughs> As Christian says, Mia, you're a little more Pinot Noir. Ooh. So, we're, I like that we're all very wine knowledgeable on this podcast because, I mean, we are. I definitely am. Yeah. Stephanie, someday I will check it out. It's on Netflix. It's not, it's not like it's hard to watch. Okay. And then finally, my personal favorite from NYCC <laughs> that I am excited for yeah. was the Wheel of Time clip. 
they just had a whole sequence from this upcoming program and adaptation of Robert Jordan's 14 book strong epic fantasy series <laughs> coming to Amazon studio screens near you after uh, 31 years of not being adapted properly. And they are also going to look for this. I thought we would watch a little bit um, of the Wheel of Time clip and be comment on it. Yeah. And why, why I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I thought it was great, guys. This is going to be great, too. I, I guarantee it. You're going to love this, hopefully. Okay. So, we have Emmons Field, the Shire, basically, mm-hmm. of uh, this world where the hobbits live. Those aren't hobbits, but those are people. But this is... I'm trying to make comparisons. Happy bar. I like the lighting. You know what I liked about this clip when I watched it? What's that? Was that it was paced in a sort of pleasantly um, laid back way. Like we're getting little glances. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking time to like kind of highlight characters. These are yeah. two of the main characters. Rand, the main character, and his buddy Perrin. Who, I, I know some spoilers already about how they change things, but I can't say them. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll so save it. I gotta stop that. This is an important uh, scene where Moiraine, mm-hmm. um, who is Gandalf, basically, an Aes Sedai sorceress, played by Rosamund Pike, walks into the small town bar. And these small town idiots, right? They're like, holy God, a sorceress. <laughs> what the hell? That's her. That's what I was wondering when I watched this, if they knew, like, there were any sorceress or... Oh, yeah. The Aes Sedai are known, but they're like, you don't want to get mixed up with them. Got it. Like, they are... Th- that, that's above your pay grade as um, backwater villagers. Okay. <laughs> And that's her protector. There she is. Okay. Rosamund Pike as I as Moiraine Sedai. Oh, she looks so good. Um, again, they put the resources into it. The The question is, will it catch on? And will it be actually, mm-hmm. will the story be compelling? Because the money's there. The production's there. They got their fantasy smocks on. Always like that. <laughs> Everyone's scared of Aes Sedai right there. The I ring see. tells you they're Aes Sedai. And they're see. like, oh, just do what she wants. <laughs> it's like, you know, you hear these stories about like, I said, die. I heard they turned you into a newt. Like that kind of thing. Okay. And some of them are nice. Some of them are bad. She's, she's pretty cool. She's, she's the, so, yeah, she's there's... one of the better characters in the story in general. I think. What, what am I going to do? Why are you looking at yeah. me like that? All I want is some to warm my hands and get some mead. Maybe a chicken. Maybe two chickens. And yeah. Okay. And again, I like how, um, laid back it's paced yeah i I thought it was pretty good yeah that explains a lot because i watched this during the wheel of time panel on friday um and the showrunner he was like i chose this scene specifically because it's kind of the kicking off point we've got like everyone in the cast they're all together so you kind of see how it's shaping up to be so i learned i actually learned quite a lot um listening to that panel about the characters who they are, some of the special things that they have going on. So I, that was actually a nice little prep. I don't know if you can go back and watch the panels. <laughs> um, I did do a little bit of a recap too. So if you want to catch up on what you missed or what you need to learn, if you didn't read the books like me, um, some very informative stuff in there. Yeah. Looking forward to it. As Julie says, I think the real time is going to be so good. Can't wait for this one. And Chloe, two chickens, the hound. I mean, he wanted like four or five every chicken in the place we can't curse or can we i never knew that actually we could curse or not but i'm not gonna risk it the hound used colorful language when he was talking about chickens exactly but yeah i'm looking forward to that a lot um it's gonna be a big proving ground for um amazon and maybe fantasy in general so fingers crossed that it does well all right uh looks good says christian and as chloe says tried la brea lousy was that the one about like the 
fault lines or something. Yeah, and, like, I just the saw horrible earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, NBC's trying to do like a little disaster thing. I was like, it looks like it tried like to be... Like 10 years after that passed. Yeah. Like, I remember like 2012 and like, was that the way? Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. And like mm-hmm. the post-Armageddon stuff. No, disaster stuff is over. It's over. And on a network TV show, it's just a dumb idea. Yeah. Why would you try that? You can't do that. You don't have the money for that. Yeah, it looked like they were really trying to have this big budget, but I wonder if it all went into the trailer and then everything else was just kind of like you know, not as high quality. Uh, I am told by my producer, Richard, uh, Richard Durante, that it's also a fantasy show like Land of the Lost. So I'm guessing they fall into the pit and they find oh, some people um, under the earth, like a civilization. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a thing. That is a popular, um, in the imagination, that, that that kind of thing happens. I never get how like, wait, you fall into a crack in the earth and like, why is there a sky? But whatever. That's, it's the that's different not dimensions, Dan. Your body ascends to a different dimension that cannot be seen to the human eye. Chloe said the trouble record 10,000 BC. Well, Chloe, I'm sorry oh. that you didn't really enjoy it that much. But um, may, maybe I, I'm kind of talking myself into watching uh, the first episode. We'll Just see what for happens. the heck of it, maybe. Anyway, moving on. Um, other stuff going on. Other big news bits. Um, as we always talk about, as I always claim on the show... Um, Everyone now is doing Cinematic Universe. Everyone is doing the spinoffs, the net, not just a show. We're in a network of shows and movies. So mm-hmm. we're getting more news about that. This feels a little inevitable. Actually, this is my question for you and you guys. So Catherine Hahn, very, very mm-hmm. talented actress, is going to get her own WandaVision spinoff all about Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. Now, that show, I'm still going to say, is still the best Marvel series, I think. I feel like so it far. too, yeah. Yeah, I can't um, refute that. And she was a highlight on it, definitely. Right. She was very fun. That song alone. Um, my question for you and all of you is, do you think sh- they always plan an Agatha Harkness series? Or do you think her character went over really well and they were like, oh, we have to do something with this? Yeah, I'm I'm sure that was a response to the fans. Now, I might say something a little controversial. Um, I think Agatha Harkness is a little overrated. I'm sorry. <laughs> how do, well, how, how, how do you mean I think Agatha be- Harkness is overrated? Because the hype that she's garnered does not match the level where I think... I think she was a great character. I wouldn't say to the level where it's like, oh my God, I just have to have more Agatha Harkness. I need a spinoff series and I need, 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 need. Um, it was good. It was a good mm. character. I liked the twist. I liked her as the neighbor in WandaVision. I think her as like a witch or just as a villain, I'm not, I'm not into it. <laughs> so sadly, this is one of those Marvel shows where I have to say, and this is sadly, you know, I'm not over the hill about it. But when it comes, I'll watch it and I'll be like, okay, it's probably, you know, going to be good. Like, okay. I mean, I'm always a little mad at this spider Robin network of shows anyway, but I feel like that's at least as entertaining as a Moon Knight show or a Hawkeye show. So, I was fine with that. Also, mm-hmm. my partner had the idea to get a dog and name it Agatha Barkness. <laughs> okay. That was pretty funny. I'll allow that. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, Agatha Harkness, which is interesting because someone had also mentioned that, that, okay, I'm trying to remember, like, if if Monica Rambeau is getting her own spinoff. She's going into Or she's just going to be in the Marvels. Yeah, because there's... Beyond that, 
I don't, I'm sure they Yeah, are. there's a, like, at the top of Google, is Marvel releasing a Monica Rambeau spinoff or are we dreaming? Because I'm like, it just seems like there's always talk. Okay, okay, this was one of those scoopers. One of the scoopers said that Monica Rambeau is getting her own spinoff, so maybe she is, maybe she isn't. As Nicole says, it sounds interesting, especially if it's set in the past, like 1600s, which I think would be cool, yeah. Like a Marvel show, but it's like at the witch burnings or something. And like, yeah. you kind of trace her back. And it'd be a comedy, it'd be a funny thing. Yeah. Catherine Hahn, I think is... I mean, the actors go a long way. Like, Jeremy Renner is kind of boring, but Catherine Hahn is hilarious. <laughs> I've liked is... her for a long time. Okay, yeah, see, that's the thing. I think Catherine Hahn is just okay. Like, I don't find her like, <gasps> oh my... No, I yeah, I know, I know. Now I'm going to be burned at the stake. <laughs> um, but you know what? I am thinking, I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of hocus pocusy. Sure. Uh, probably a little more serious um, with the magic and all the dark stuff that she's doing. But I can see, okay, comedy and witches and, you know, if it if it airs around this time, like Halloween time, I can, I oh, know it's going right. to be a really big hit. Like, and actually, you know, if it is kind of booked as a Halloween special or something like that, I would actually be into that. Because like I said, the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawkeye thing being Christmassy and then there's going to be the um, Guardians holiday special. So if this is a Halloween special, I might be a little more friendly towards it. I'm not offended. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Although some good comments. Stephanie is glad that you had the balls to say it because she never has. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Christian agrees with you, trying to capitalize on her popularity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. Everyone agrees, frankly. You're just so smart and you have a burgundy scumbag sweater. Um, uh, we can do a quick detour. Chloe, ask for your thoughts on the Eternals. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You, I go first? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think I'm just tired of Marvel. I mean, I saw Shang-Chi in the theater and you really liked it. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's always fine. Just I'm, I'm tired of it. So I don't know if I'll go see it. Honestly, I probably will. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm at a six. You're at a six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm so I group Shang-Chi and Eternals kind of in this skeptical phase where I'm like, okay. These are new characters. I've never seen them before. I don't know what they do. It's not like, you know, we know Spider-Man. We know Captain America. Like, I don't know anything about these characters. So, Shang-Chi won me over, which was really awesome. And it kind of raised my expectations about Eternals. Um, and they had a clip that I had just seen today where it's um, they're all praising Chloe Zhao and oh, yeah. um, talking about how, you know, she's this visionary because she doesn't really do blockbusters. So, she's taking her... Indie background and and squeezing it kind of into the whole Marvel prototype. Um, so the one thing I'm concerned about is like having her creativity and then trying to fit, you know, the round peg into the Marvel hole. Like, okay, now we have to have the CGI monsters. Like that looks so that looks so silly. And it does. Or like jokes about IKEA tables yeah. breaking them. <laughs> like I'm gonna go ahead and say that genius filmmaker Chloe Zhao wouldn't have chosen to do that if she's yeah. making an independent film. <laughs> like, it's it's one thing to say, like, she's never made blockbuster, but she is now. And, um, you know, the whole thing of do you change the machine or does the machine change you? And I think it's the latter. But, you know, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, well, just a couple more weeks. That comes out November 5th. So, I mean, it looks good. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's got, you know, these big sweeping mm -hmm. shots. It looks like the characters are going to be well developed. But again, translating to Marvel, we'll see. As Stephanie says, my son and I are watching Iron Fist. I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, wow. I didn't actually hate Iron Fist, honest to God. Like, I... That, that was the Netflix one, right? Yeah, I did not watch that one. I, it didn't appeal to me. Like, a lot of the Netflix stuff didn't appeal to me. I watched a bunch. Yeah. 
Like, this is like back before this whole current era of mm-hmm. a show every other day. So, I don't know. It's, it seemed unique. Yeah. I enjoyed them all, more or less. I didn't think they were brilliant. But, um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it, Stephanie. <laughs> I heard this. Go, you, 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 you go, Finn Jones. And um, that had Jessica Henwick as the co-lead. And she, that's the best thing I've ever seen her in. Wow. She's one of those women, I, I've said before, who's like absolutely everywhere. And I'm not really sure how. Because she's not like that popular right she just shows up <laughs> iron fits is the one time i'm like oh okay i uh, you're 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 pretty good at the second thing christian says oh kumail evidently got jacked for the film oh yeah. jack to hell and back <laughs> i i was reading something on reddit where um they were talking about he got so jacked that they had to ask him to stop and Really? revert back a little bit because he couldn't squeeze into his suit and the other other uh, the only other time that happened was with chris hemsworth because he went really ham on like arm day or something they were like buddy we got to get you into the suit <laughs> it's nothing more dangerous than a nerd who suddenly gets jacked and has all that power up in his head they don't know what, you know what you're gonna do <laughs> but yeah all so right. anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> also in spinoff land um the Walking Dead is currently in its final 11th and final season, um, which is pretty historic, pretty important. And now they have announced a new spinoff, The Tales of the Walking Dead, which is mm-hmm. going to be like an anthology show where every episode is distinct and self-contained. Mm-hmm. We're going to add on to Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond. Yeah. And the Carol and Daryl show, which is going to be coming up. <laughs> And the Rick Grimes movies, and now Tales of the Walking Dead. Were you ever into Walking Dead? I was, yeah. Back when oh, I was okay. when I was living before I got my own place, and I was living with my parents. Still, my dad was really into it, and he's still into it. Um, so I would just kind of mm. pop in when he was watching, and kind of you know the rise of Negan and seeing um, That's what I Glenn too. die and all that stuff. So I was kind of in there and he like caught me up on everything so i kind of knew up until maybe the last two or three seasons so i do like it they did have some really awesome (laughs) storylines but i think this might have been a point that um our dear guest sarah beth pollock was talking about when she was on was kind of like who loves the walking yeah she's like you know there's or at least i feel there's only so many storylines you can tell where you're going from one camp and you got to defeat the zombies one camp and then there's a zombie leader or not a zombie leader you know just these different ragtag groups that you got to either make peace with or you know negotiate with and all this stuff um but i'm assuming it's still pretty good um like i trust my dad a lot you know that so he's been watching it and but i don't think i'm gonna jump back in <laughs> i was gonna ask like you and you guys out there because we're seeing some uh, walking dead antipathy here nicole says walking dead needs to become dead walking dead in space oh by the way okay i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna um the power walking dead could be a show and uh, Walking Dead, the plank, it's like pirates, but with, uh, with zombies. Hard, yeah. Um, and what would it take for you and you guys to watch a Walking Dead show then, if you're not super, super into it? Um, like, would you watch an episodic thing like that? Tales of the Walking Dead. I'm... I think it's the fact that I'm not super into the whole zombies thing. I know there's so much more that goes on with the characters and, you know, seeing them grow up and all this stuff. Mm. I think to me, it's the the whole zombies thing that turns me off. Um, I do wonder, though, like, can you get creative and really take it outside of the, you know, like, I think if you just left the United States. Um, no, see, that sounds interesting. Anywhere You're a walking else. dead. Yeah. Euro, what's going on in Tokyo? What's going on in any anywhere else where... Um, and hey, 
Squid Game was so popular. Korean Invasion. Uh, come on, <laughs> let's have that. I would, I would love, love, love to see that. Um, was Train to Busan? Was that a zombie? Yeah. There we go. So yeah, I think it was Korean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, I knew, I know it's Korean, but I was like, is that a was it a zombie uh, thriller? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely so, zombie. I mean, hey anything can be pulled off anywhere around the world and i would love to see that or a time jump i think a time jump would be a little but they could do like other countries in a anthology kind of thing yeah i think that'd be cool um i would check it out so that's that's what i'm gonna say that's what we need to do amc to get me to get me to watch again do an episode um the walking dead perry yeah and you know i don't it's kind of like with star wars visions where you've always had star wars star wars has been influenced by japanese culture definitely but it's always been just from this western angle so when they came out with star wars visions and now they've got katanas and they're going to different villages and stuff it was like whoa this is really cool um so yeah play with that go around the world let's do it i mean it might as well like if these people are if these like companies are going to have these giant sprawling worlds you might as well do interesting different things with them if you're if you got to do it um and as julie says you're into the walking dead yeah i know you're a fan julie and yeah i mean it's lasted all these years because it's good i mean it's not like it sucks um and stephanie said i I love this come from stephanie i always (laughs) said it would be cool if they had different stars doing a cameo here and there as a zombie and see if we can figure out which zombie it is and which star i like that too like yeah the mask zombie. <laughs> Did they just decapitate Betty White as a zombie? <laughs> like, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, Like, was that Henry Kissinger whose head got blown up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> I'm just naming famous people. Okay, I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm going to show. That's it. Um, okay, there are some other good comments here. Have them here. Oh, um, Christian's in for Dexter. It's not sci-fi, but like Dexter is our umbrella is kind of like stuff that's nerdy. I mean, like, yeah, it's not sci-fi, but that it's 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 close enough. I mean, isn't it? I watched that show. He like has a passenger inside him, and it, it, it became more and more weird as it went on. We're gonna cover Dexter, is what I'm saying, Christian. Don't worry. Like on <laughs> on Wick, maybe on here, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'll watch that. Okay. As we get I don't think Kissinger is dead. I, I, I think he's alive. <laughs> what is? He's alive. He's ninety-eight. He spoke. I, this is where I've talked. He spoke at was it like John McCain's funeral? And I was like, "How are you alive?" Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> going back to Walking Dead. Um, another big thing coming up, and I wanted to get your opinion on this because you are currently reading the book. Mm-hmm. Is and I am very very excited for this is the motion picture event he's he's alive christian is it it's dune yes, dune, dune by denis villeneuve and um based on frank herbert's seminal 1965 science fiction novel coming out on the 22nd i think yeah yeah next, next week, week i'm psyched i mean and the thing is like i don't even really love the dune book i've read it twice now once when i was in high school and once before this movie because wow. i maybe should do it up i, I mean there's a time spoken tape but um because it's very cerebral it's very clinical it is kind of this sweeping space opera but written by someone who's he's very concerned with like ecology and politics and kind of like the 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 little gears that mm-hmm. kind of turn and make things happen but it's also like an epic tale of mm-hmm. this kid paul atreides timothy shamalama ding dong who um <laughs> 
uh, is kind of a savior figure who goes to this desert planet and must become a leader. Um, Star Wars vibes, but also more cerebral foundation vibes. It's kind of like thinking man Star Wars almost. How would you describe Dune, Mia, you know now what? that you're into it? The more, yeah, because I I have been listening to the audiobook, and I told you, it was like, I'm 20% through the audiobook, but mm-hmm. in relation to the book, that means I'm, you know, like almost a half. at least halfway through what the, mo- what the movie would be um, covering. Um, so, you know, the more I read it, the more it feels like Game of Thrones to me than Star Wars. Um because yeah. it's more of these manipulations or wars between two families and not so much like an empire who is um over you know who's taking control of the galaxy True. and then you've got the little people who are trying to restore balance of the galaxy so you've got these two you know like you can't trust anybody um the duke is getting all this information and you've got what the harkonnens who are trying to plot against him and then you've got this kind of subplot with Paul and he's trying to figure out his identity. Um, I'm surprised all this is in my brain, by the way. (laughs) No, yeah. Just because, you know, like only a couple months ago I was looking at the trailer and I was like, I don't know what any of this is. So I'm actually like, I will say I am excited that this is coming out. I'm, I'm excited that I'm kind of into the book um, to the point where I want to see, you know, keep listening and find out what happens. Comes comes through. As Julie says, I was looking forward to Dune, but I feel like it's coming forever. So now I've cooled off on it. I get that. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those yeah. pushback during the pandemic things. Now that it's almost here, I'm excited again. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be such a grand cinematic project. Like he put all the stops. And I will see it in the theater with a mask on and everything. At least that, 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 that's my plan. Because I, I, I feel like they made this to be experienced in like a giant blown up thing. You don't have to do whatever you want. I'm in favor of that, but I'm looking forward to that experience. Yeah. But you know, but you know how it's different from Game of Thrones? I agree with you. That's kind of like the political stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun. <laughs> like, yeah, it is Tyrion's a slow funny. burn. Like Cersei, oh, okay. like Cersei drinks too much. <laughs> like Robert Baratheon is also drinks too much. Daenerys feeds her dragons little scraps. Like Dune, it does have Game of Thrones thing, but it's not as fun. Yeah, it it's is more self-serious. It is very serious. And um, I think that's kind of what people are noticing in the movie as they start, you know, they've been watching and previewing is that they have injected this 2020, 2021 sort of humor like um, yes. Jason Momoa. I, I think he's, is he Duncan Idaho? He is. Um, Idaho, yeah. And he's making all these Which quips. And even though like, okay, during the scene where he was training um, Paul, he there is a little bit of back and forth between them, but it's like, you know, he's making Aquaman quips basically. And it's 100%. definitely, it's definitely not the tone of Dune. So I think people are either going to like that because it's familiar and they don't quite know what Dune is about anyway. Or if you are familiar with Dune, it might turn you off because you're like, but wait, this isn't the tone of the original work. Um, do you always get suspicious whenever, like, or I do, whenever <laughs> I read a director who's saying something like, we're trying to preserve the original tone of the thing. Like, that means he changed everything. <laughs> like, that, that, you, you just don't want to say it. Do like, you, the Wheel of Time guy is saying that. Yeah. And again, I can't say the spoilers, but like, they're changing. I should have said um the dune guy is saying like there's no tones preserved we have to change some things like you, you didn't you 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 just slapped some quips on it to like mm. did you get chris pratt did you get chris pratt in there somewhere to appeal to middle america did you do that too like to just kind of flatten out what is difficult but also sort of interesting about it 
But I mean, Denny Villeneuve is a, is a very, in his own right, um, a visionary filmmaker. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And they, they hired um, whoever is writing or co-writing the script has all these Oscar nominations, I think for like Forrest Gump, if I'm not oh, yeah. mistaken, and all these, you know, like prestigious movies. So... I'm hoping that it does translate well, unless there's someone like standing over his shoulder and being like, okay, well now Duncan has to say something fun. And he's like, why should he? <laughs> um, but I do, I, I do kind of have high hopes. I think they're trying to meet it somewhere in the middle where it's, you know, mm-hmm. 21st century enough, but still has the heart of the book as they like to say it. You know, you take away the heart of the story and it's still there and it's not changed too much. As Chloe said, the future was good. Read Chris Pratt. I'm sorry, Chloe. I've kind of had like a, a, like a mini vendetta against Chris Pratt since he was cast as Super Mario in that movie. Um, <laughs> he did nothing still, wrong. Still trying to, he accepted the job. I'm still trying to um, get get my head to there, but it'll happen. It'll happen. So it's, it's fine. Don't, don't worry about me. I like Chris Pratt. Okay. That's good to know. Um, any other comments on any of this from Mia or anybody else before um, we move on to our final segment? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Oh, the one thing I am looking forward to, because I haven't gotten too deep into like him and the Fremen and Ch- is it, it's Chani, um, Zendaya's So where character. are you now in the book then? Like, have they gone to the desert they've gone. They've gone to the desert. They just kind of had where, you know, the attack where Paul finds out, you know, someone's trying to right, right, assassinate right. him. And now they're kind of, I think there's even this um, paranoia about Lady Jessica too. Yes. Like, is she plotting against him? So I, I just kind of get up to theirs. It is very, very much a slow burn. But um, yeah, I want to see, okay, how do things develop with Paul? Because I've been deep in the chapters where they're just talking about, let's, you know, do stuff to not be infiltrated by the Harkonnens. <laughs> Best of luck. Thank you. It's a lot. Yeah. So looking forward to it. October 22nd. I think I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. I don't think I need to go out to the theater, but. I do. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's doing really well. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what the U.S. thinks. Okay. Shall we move on to the final segment, Mia? I think I'm ready. All right. Get ready, everybody, for the final segment of the show. The Wick News Lightning Round. Lightning Thunder. All right. Where we go through several stories that we didn't have time to cover uh, in the main show and give our 20-second opinions on them. No more. Sometimes less. And uh, that's how it goes. I also have a final one that I'm going to ask at the very end of it because I didn't. Get, it, it, it happened at the end of it. So get ready. Mia, Bonus question. All right. The first one's for you. Okay. Um, Amia. <clears throat> Will Poulter will play the Marvel character Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Who that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a big surprise. He's the meme kid from We're the Millers. He's like, wait, you guys are getting paid. But he was also in Detroit and he was in Bandersnatch. He's a British actor, which all British actors are great. So I think he he wasn't like everyone's first pick for this as, you know, this super duper character. But I think he's going to do well. People wanted Zac Efron, which is funny. So completely different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, this one is for you, Dan. Uh, Lord of the Rings star Sir Lenny Henry says Amazon will need 10 years to tell the story. Um, I'm sure they hope they will. What's interesting to me is that Sir Lenny Henry, apparently in this new Amazon Lord of the Rings show, is going to play a hobbit. Now, I'm going to dork out for a second. We don't know what hobbits were doing in the second age or the first age when the show was set. Like, they don't come into the third age, so the movies know. So, they're going to have hobbits. They're going to invent some hobbit stuff. They're going to invent some hobbit backstory. And so Lenny Henry's going to be one. Ten years. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Mia. Um, yes. This is a visual special. I want to hear your opinion on this too, ding, people. Ding, ding. Okay. Timothy Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Here's a picture. Thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, okay. My favorite meme from this is that he looks like Gonzo from uh, the, gosh, what is that? Oh, the Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol. (laughs) He does. Um, Or a doctor from Doctor Who, honestly, I thought. Oh my gosh, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It looks a little weird. I don't know what to make of it. It's Timothy Chalamet, Willy Wonka. He doesn't cross me as anyone funny, so... Um, okay. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. He's one of those guys everywhere. Like him, Chris Pratt, he, him, and, and Tom Holland. Yeah. They're the three people who are just like everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Three horsemen. Um, okay. Let's see. Ah, Jamie Clayton is Pinhead. Uh, cast as Pinhead in the Hellraiser movie. Remake. Yeah. Hellraiser. Classic uh, horror franchise from Clive Barker with the disgustingly uh, malformed Cenobites. Um, Jamie Clayton is, I remember her from Sensei. She yep. was um, one of the lead characters in that. Cool. Um, the, the, they're kind of gender bending uh, Pinhead a bit. I mean, Pinhead is, you know, a, it's beyond gender. You know? Okay. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right, Mia. Um, here's, here's a, here's a one straight from Hogwarts. Uh, Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movie series, Took the Harry Potter house quiz, found out he's a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. Yeah, oh my goodness, what a big shock. Um, I mean, it, it's a given that, you know, your personality is not going to be the personality <laughs> of the character that you play. And especially for him, Tom Felton is just so nice and so generous that there's like no way he could be a Slytherin either way. But I mean, for 20 years, he's kind of had that Slytherin identity at heart playing mm-hmm. that character. So I think he'll still, he'll still represent. Right, nice. Okay. Okay. This is funny. Um, Madonna, <laughs> famed singer, regrets turning down a role in The Matrix. Something in the way you love me won't let me be. I don't want to be a prisoner in The Matrix. So, baby, won't you set me free? Borderline. Uh, that would have been fun. I wonder what single we would have gotten uh, had she played, I'm assuming, Trinity. But we'll never know. Madonna the Matrix. I would have watched it. Don't need that. Oh, yeah. She sang a song like Die Another Day. That sucked. Another day. Ugh. I remember seeing it like this is, I don't know who it was. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. I added that to my James Bond playlist and I listened to it. I was Ooh, like, no, this is going off. That might be the worst James Bond theme that was ever written. <laughs> Did no time, no time to Die came out, didn't it? I like, see, that one I kind of liked. That was, um, Soft voice girl. Uh, Billie Eilish. There you go, yeah. Okay, yeah, that one came out over the weekend. Didn't see it, but that's besides the point. We're still doing... Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, Mia, what did you think of Muppets Haunted Mansion that you watched? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, speaking of Gonzo from the Muppets, um, you know what? This was actually pretty charming. I, I have kind of had like this whole Muppets thing last year, and it's come back. Um, it's basically just an, uh, paying homage to the whole Haunted Mansion. It has all the noticeable thrills and gags and all that stuff. So I really, really liked it. It was pretty funny. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it, but I got my point across. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the final one for oh, you. I want more for you. Okay, for you. Okay. Um, Dean Kane accuses DC of bandwagoning um, by having Superman's son, John Kent, come out as bisexual. Yeah, this caused some waves. So, okay. So, I'm not caught up on this. Like, the super... 
Clark Kent's son is now Superman in the comics, and he's bisexual in the comics. And they announced it, and it was a whole, like, kind of Twitter thing. And Dean Cain, who played Superman back in the 90s, and it's sort of a history of being, like, a little bit of, like, a, a rabble-rouser Fox News kind of guy came on and said, like, what? That's silly. Um, it it kind of gave us, like, old man yell at cloud vibes. Okay. <laughs> I, I took yeah. too much time just summarizing what happened. Right, and finally, I, I just wanted to add one because I just, it came on. Um, a surprise. Uh, it's, it's not hard, don't worry. Um, William Shatner went to space today <laughs> aboard Jeff Bezos' rocket. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be exciting. I can only imagine 90 and having to, like, thrust off into the atmosphere yeah. and feeling the Gs. Like, I did the Disney ride where you go up into space, and even that was a lot. So, bless him for doing it, for pulling it off. And I'm sure it was exciting just to be part of Star Trek for so long that he finally gets to go to space. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good for William Shatner. And one comment I'll just before we go, because Christian asked, any, any rumors about any rumors about the, <clears throat> any rumors about the Dragonlance Chronicles being made into a series or movie? No, Christian. And I feel like if there were, I would have heard them because all we do is report on like new shows being developed from books. And there are a lot of shows being developed from books. Um, so not yet. But if it's going to be made into a movie or a TV series, now's the time. So it could literally happen any second. I have not read those. <laughs> but maybe we'll perhaps we'll get around to it. Well, I had fun. And thank you, Christian. Good job. That's a Borderlands a go-to karaoke song for me. It's 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 easy. It's 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 right in a, it's right in a comfortable range. Love that. Yeah. Know your range. That's always Know important. your range. Okay. Goodbye, Julie. In fact, goodbye everyone. We had a great time with you as always. And remember, um Take the Black is also available in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts, be it from iTunes, Google Play, or elsewhere nope um and there is a link to our wick club we get extra articles and videos in the description i believe um i'm and yeah we'll, we're here every wednesday at 4 p.m central standard time on the winner's coming facebook page and the winner's coming youtube channel to discuss all things pertinent to your and our lives in so far as those lives intersect with television movies fantasy and sci-fi um yeah i think that's true so thanks a lot for watching we'll see you next week bye <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by fansite join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.